Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I, I just wanted to, this is more of not a not a topical conversation today. I know you have no idea coming into this. You're coming in cold, and we do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. This is more. It's just on my mind, and I hate to use the word rant, but it's going to come off like a rant. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going in, and I, I would like your response on, on this. Go in. So, and I'm I this is I'm trying to figure this out, and I hope through our discussion and with the audience engagement, we can come to some conclusions here. All right, so they should start tweeting now. Tweeting, we're not on Twitter. Oh shit! Sorry, forgot. Okay, so here here's the thing. The other day, we posted. We, Tommy, posted a short. You know how we're we're interjecting shorts into our podcast, mm-hmm. and and this is just one example. At one example of what I'm going to talk about, but this is the most recent. Okay, post a short. It was, and I believe the short. I don't think you were in it. I think it was just a, about a minute of me talking. It was something about hard work, right? I don't think it was a super polarizing topic. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But it was one minute about hard work and how I value it. So immediately somebody came back and said, I wonder, I wonder how much her daddy gave her or something like that. Right. Yeah. And we I haven't s- even talked about this. So I that's, saw that's amazing. it. I, this is and great. my initial response. I know I shouldn't respond back. but I was like, little bitch, yeah. you know, like <laughs> I want to respond. Back. But, he, but here's my question. <laughs> I talk about hard work. If that were you and I, this is true. You know, it's true. I know it's true. If it's, if it was a male that sat there and, and we got pretty good amount of views. I think we got like 500 views immediately on this. Mm-hmm. If it were you, that nobody would have said, I wonder how much his daddy gave him. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on that. But and yo, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. If you have not finished your question, uh, I need to so talk. I'm going to, I'm going to, th- this is a, a preface to hopefully a longer engaging conversation today about, I, I'm just trying to figure out why is it and that there are certain things that females do that are taken so out of context or not seriously or not viewed the same. And anybody that knows me, like I am, I, I am for female rights, but I'm not this hardcore feminist at all. Like many of my mentors have been males, equal, equal. I, I love males. I love females. Like that is, I'm, it's just, it's just reality. And I'm still trying to figure out why the reaction to something I would say would be so much different to the reaction you see. And that's just the start of this conversation. I have a lot more after that, but that is just, let's start there. Cause yeah. I would, because you are someone that has raised three daughters. You are always looking to hire fantastic female talent and you've o- always revered and valued females, males, the same. Like in, I, I think you're one person that really doesn't see gender and most people do mm-hmm. no matter what, yeah. but you, and I think that's a, probably a product of having daughters, um, and, and being around strong females. But that's uncommon. So let me punt the ball to you on your thoughts, initial thoughts. I have a thousand thoughts. I know. And, I, and the other thing I'm going to, uh, so I, and at some point I wouldn't mind, so I just put this out there because a squirrel will run by and I'll forget. Um, 
the idea too, some of the things, one of the things that I had to deal with as having the same name as the company after 65, 70, 80 years, um, the idea of acting like you hit a home run when you were born on third base. Mm -hmm. So that's just a little bit different piece. So we can get into that. Yeah, but that, it's funny. I, um, I, as a younger male, was completely oblivious for any number of reasons. One, I grew up, I was raised as an only child. There was just one boy in the house. It was me. I've said this a bunch of times, but my father was 50 years older. So I was raised like a boomer. You know, I mean, I, I there was any number of things and, and good or bad, I can tell you that there was definitely that gender component that you're thinking about. And, and my father was incredibly respectful towards females, incredibly like, you know, I would get hit hard if I ever did anything to disrespect my mother and his wife. And he made that very clear. But at the same time, he definitely came from a very male dominated era. Um, so that's what I grew up around. And then throwing the fact that I didn't have any sisters, my mom was there, but you know, she, she was, not that person for me or was not playing that role to understand what females were doing or the plight of females is maybe a, a, an okay way to say it. So I was very, I was a, extremely ignorant. And, but that said, I didn't have girlfriends in high school. You know, I just wasn't that kid. I was on the golf course. I, you know, they weren't particularly interested in me and I was incredibly immature. So I wasn't particularly interested in them. So I didn't have any guidance in that space at all. You know, fast forward, getting a little bit older and, and started to get a little bit better. But then you're right. When the girls were born, I started to coach their sports. Mm -hmm. And that's where I saw it for the first time where I would have players and I, and you know, three girls, um, two years between the first two, three and a half years between two and three. So when oldest Brooke came through it, you know, I would be coaching girls on the team who had a brother and every once in a while I would run into twins. And that was the, the one, the things that I really stood up and took the most notice of when I got to watch the parents parent two two children that were born in the same minute and how different they were parented. Mm -hmm. And that was something that really hit me hard because you're right. I, I treated and, and coached and taught those girls as if they were mammals, not as if they were a particular general un, gender under the class mammal. So it never occurred to me, but that, those were moments when I would go, wait a minute, what's that all about? Why is, you know, why is Johnny a bruiser and Sally uh, is expected to be a princess or mm -hmm. something along those lines or whatever that stereotype you'd put on top of them? So I was very aware of that. I, I watched it. And then, you know, when we started to spend time together, the things that you taught me about what, you know, guys are, are capable of some of the things you would show me that would be said to you or sent via LinkedIn or some social media. It blew my mind. I mean, I had no idea how naive and even dumb I was. Well, in I'm not certain spots. Shit up. No, no, yeah, no question. Like, oh, here you you, go. You'd be like, Hey, check this out. I'm like, holy hell, I would never write oh, that yeah, in real. a thousand totally years. It, it blows my mind that that even goes on. And then, you know, when they were in school, this whole idea that I noticed early that, you know, a, a strong male is a leader and a strong female is bossy. Mm -hmm. And, and that's how they're coached and spoken to like, Oh no, no, no. What's all this noise? Well, you know, Johnny goes over and tears the cabinet door off of the nursery thing. You know, he's, he's now he man. <laughs> it's, it's just the way those behaviors are viewed and corrected or not corrected or celebrated or whatever the reactions to those would be. So you're, you're exactly right. Right. And it's uh, and, and I, you know, I hope 
that I'm on the planet long enough to watch it start to shift every once in a while, you know, I, I see some great work being done. I'll look at the boardrooms that we're in and I will just be able to, to pay attention to or, or uh, realize the diversity in the room and across the board, right? I mean, people from all different walks of life and colors and genders, and, and those are some of the best boards that we serve on. So if I'm attracted to that, it's because I have witnessed the value of that diversity. And, you know, you and I make comments like um, perspectives are important and and someone needs to watch our blind spots while we're leaned in. Well, the best way to do that is to have people that don't view the world like you view the world. And and gender is is a is a great one. And I'd love to know, back to your comment, where that comes from. There's got to be some kind of insecurity around that, or even the this for a second as a male, that it would flash in front of my face or my mind that you could have only been given that. There's no way that you could have worked for that. Mm-hmm. And I and I would love to be able to trace that back because if I could, then it would put me in a better position to start to rewrite it. Where That's when, when that was said, my first thing would be, bet I bet she kicked some ass and took some names. That's what you'd think about a boy, right? And especially uh, yeah. if it was, you know, John Smith of Jones Company. Well, shit, John Smith got to the top of Jones Company. He must have kicked ass. Well, he could have been adopted by, you know, mm-hmm. he could have been adopted by Jones and kept his former name. You don't know, but the idea that uh, that, that would be the first go-to is must have been hand, you know, a silver spoon or whatever daddy did, because certainly you would not as a female be capable of doing it on your own. That actually pisses me off as the, as you know, the father of three daughters and it pisses me off. Yeah, well, and for, and for my gender too, like why can't we, why can't we get our shit together and act right? Well, here's I don't know. the thing. This, this, I didn't bring this up to, to bitch about it. I brought it up as just a point, and I have like an offshoot of thoughts at going everywhere right now. So I'm trying to keep this together. I lo- by the way, I love this topic. Thank you. I w- I'm not smart enough as a boy to come up with this. So I'm thank trying you. to stay on course, but I, my mind is exploding right now. So I, I, I don't bring this up to you and he, I bitch about it. I'm, I'm making an observation, especially the position I'm in. I think I just see it more. I've also gone numb to it a little bit. So I'm probably not even seeing everything or realizing. But I, I want to figure out why to try to figure out the resolution. Because here, here's, here's the problem with this. And we were, I was talking about it with my team today. We're working with a particular female project manager who is very, very defensive and argumentative. And the one thing my colleagues who are male picked up on is that they're like, well, she's a female in construction and probably has had to approach every job site like a boss thinking like if she doesn't, she's not going to earn the respect from the males. And my point to them was, well, maybe I showed up like that in the beginning, but I, I don't feel like I have to show up like that anymore. Like I, I really do feel like I've earned my respect and I can walk in and be myself and, and I get that back. So in my opinion, maybe if you're a female and you're a, a bit of a rookie and you're still, you're still trying to assert yourself, I get why you would have to overcompensate or feel like you do. But that either way, that's the position females are felt like they're either put in so they're gonna go one way either be timid because they're getting comments like this you're a bitch or you know daddy must have handed it to 
or going to try to overcompensate on the other side and be even more aggressive or whatever, you know, more aggressive or um, what's the right, you know where I'm going mm-hmm. with that. Sure. So overcompensate. Yes. Outside o- o- so offensive being, being on offense. Outside of their, their natural character sure. or outside of what their natural leadership skills, which are good, would be. So that this this is a problem. Now. Can I say one thing too? And just, just to interrupt, I'm sorry. Just the idea that that conversation or that thought, well, maybe she's compensating because she's in construction. But if a male showed up with the exact same behavior, that question would never have been asked. Of course. I think John's having a bad day. Maybe, maybe someone cut John off today on the way to work because that's not like John. You know, I mean, that's, that's the way the conversation would go in that moment. It's the truth. Yeah. Now, I listen to a lot of podcasts with comedians and they make fun of, they'll talk about a female leader and they'll be like, oh, but females can't be leaders. And they joke about, I, I'm, I'm laughing. Like I can laugh at these jokes. They're funny. Sure. But they do perpetuate the, the, the problem a little bit. I'm sitting there laughing. Don't get me wrong. I find all this shit funny too. We can make fun of it. Yeah. But it, it's still there. Now, where is it coming from? That's what we're, we're after, right? The stats say there are more females now enrolled in higher education, more females started new businesses in the last couple of years than males. So you're getting to a point where you've got more females in education. I don't, I'm not saying there are more females that own businesses, but in the last two years, more females have started businesses. Mm -hmm. So the statistics itself are changing, yet I don't think our people's perceptions or ideas or the way they genders are treated or sex is treated are at are changing at the same speed right so mm-hmm. where is that discrepancy like what why aren't things changing faster um is, is it just because for so long males were at the helm and just were the leaders and it's taking this long for people to come around and figure out oh hell females can be leaders and do a really fantastic job and can be regarded highly i, I mean you're you're seeing it happen you're seeing females lead really freaking awesome companies mm-hmm. you're seeing females that are coming on part of boards that are kicking ass but why so why isn't this changing I can, I, I, I do think it, I, I, and this, I hope this isn't a cop out, you know, when we walk into a customer's place and they say, well, we've always done it that way. Right. It's and not, this isn't wrong. This is your opinion. No, no. Yeah, no. I, I, but I, I think there's a part of that. I mean, if we go, if we go all the way back, you know, my love of my love of the animal kingdom and, and how I talk about us being mammals simply because you're not going to rewrite 7 billion years of evolution in, in any kind of a hurry. So if you just look at that survival of the fittest and, and what it took for, you know, early man to survive in the wilderness, males certainly had a lot better chance than females. And, and protectors. And, yeah, and protectors and, and strength, you know, whatever all those things were, which now fast forward, especially where we are at this particular moment in time with automation, right? Who's a better robot programmer, me or you? Because guess what? Neither of us are picking that thing up anymore. That machine's going to pick it up. And you and I are now exactly equal mm-hmm. in our ability to program that machine, pick something, program that machine to do that job. So, you know, my bench press becomes far less important if now it's about deploying automation and using smarts. AI is going to rewrite that too. I mean, who can write the code to solve the problem faster than actually having to solve the problem, right? Mm -hmm. So I I think a big chunk of that is that um, technology 
is is leveling the playing field in all spots. And we're now stopping for a moment to touch on the way technology is leveling the playing field among the genders because things like brute force and or what would look like survival of the fittest, right? Going back to the days of early mammals when you were, we were both running from bears and, and, and dinosaurs if we go far enough back. Um, and, and I didn't have to be faster than the dinosaur. I just had to be faster than you. So, um, I think we're just too slow to evolve. And then the other thing, and you know, we love to travel. And my favorite thing about traveling is watching the different interactions where we go. I think this is not just a, um, this is not just a, a, uh, a part of where we are from an evolution perspective as humans. Then when you dig down into the individual ecospheres of countries and states, we don't have to travel that far out of the state of Maryland, staying in the United States to absolutely notice the difference. Are you staying in the South? Uh, I, that's one of them, not exclusively, not exclusively, but in other parts of the country, you can watch the interaction between males and females and how they approach their quote unquote roles, you know, and, and it pisses me off. And part of it is, you know, versus if I go to the Northeast, right? If I go to Boston, that's a whole lot different feel than mm-hmm. if I travel to certain parts of the South. And, and that's just what I experience. You can dispute it all you want. And that's not stereotyping or, or broad brushing because there's big cities in the South and they're incredibly forward thinking and incredibly evolved. But when you then break it down into all these different ecospheres, that's before you get to countries on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean where females can't drive. I mean, so this this evolution um, has got to pick up and get going. Sorry, I'm slamming the table. Yeah. I'm so frustrated. Right so I'm, I'm sorry about that, everybody. Um, we've got to get our act together and make sure that we're intentional about leveraging the other half of the population because the way genetics works, it's 50-50-ish. It might slide, you know, a tenth or a hundredth every so often. But man, with, with and, and especially here in the United States, bring it back home. You know, if we want to compete in a global marketplace, if we are not leaning in heavy on this automation piece and leveraging the female component and and getting everything as as level as fast as humanly possible then then we're ignorant and stupid and and but that mindset that you talk about that person whoever wrote that how the hell are they going to get there anytime soon right i mean is that person ready to to do anything we're talking about no that person's on the internet trolling strangers that they don't know so i, I mean sure. that's Let's put that into context. But I think. Um, but that mind, but that mindset, the mindset certainly exists, it's, it, and it's still it's reflective too of a, a population of people. And you know, you're not going to get away from the fact that I can have a baby and you can't. So, as you're, if you're talking about evolution, you could say females were intended to increase the population and have babies. Yes, but that has also changed where while I still can have a baby, now I can still run a company and and so can you. Mm -hmm. And I also think company dynamics before, like when your father ran Arnold, they were were built on uh, being stern and stoic and male dominated and just that mentality where now you have the... uh, you have the mixing of masculinity and femininity and all kinds of perspectives and ideas. Like we're, we're much more accepting of not only accepting, um, understanding that we thrive with that fluidity of an interwovenness, inter, inter, interwovenness yeah, of, of, of both the, the female and the male. And it makes, makes things 
better and more powerful. Like I think we're coming around to that, to that mindset. Um, but even as an example, when we travel, a lot of times we'll meet a ton of people, we'll meet couples, we'll meet guys that, you know, particularly if we go out and we're meeting a bunch of businessmen that are at the bar, um, they'll ask you what you do. But or they'll ask us what they do, what we do, but they'll look at you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you always say you always are like, well, Brit and you have to say something about, well, Brit played pro soccer or Brit went to Johns Hopkins and you feel like you have to do that. So they understand that, like, I I've done something, right. which is which sucks. Like, I, I never have to be like, well, Mick, Mick played golf here and Mick <laughs> runs Arnold. Like you just go into I don't have to position you as a certain where you feel the need to position me in a certain light. So they pay attention to yep, me. Sure. So like she whatever she comes out of her mouth is actually legit. Right. Right. There's and some there's some crowd over there. So <laughs> you but you feel the need to like put me on this little pedestal where I don't ever have to be like, I, I don't ever do that to you because hmm. I don't oh, have to Yeah, because no. whatever comes out of your mouth are listening. But the, and so those are, you bring up a great point about things that I have recognized along the way that the younger, you know, dumber, less mature Mick wouldn't have paid attention to. But now uh, you're, you're right. I absolutely recognize and I'm in much more cued in um, to those types of responses or interactions that we have with, with other people around. And, and, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I will tell you two letters put together that I would imagine my father had no idea of EQ. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if EQ or emotional intelligence was, was a no, thing. No, I, I don't, that's not something we ever talked about. I'm not sure we ever no talked way. a lot about IQ either, right? Just to be fair. But, you know, this, you might have talked about that, you know, interwovenness of, of thoughts and feelings and how they work together. But the beauty of that is, is that it gets back to the story that I talk about. You know, I talked about uh, the dog whisperer and understanding the people that you're working with and so that you can communicate better. And then the two of you can go do something together successfully, mm-hmm. right? And figure out what and where that alignment is. And you can get much further, much faster. You know, that one plus one equals five or 10 thing that we talk about, um, so important, but back to the, the topic is, uh, yeah, I, I noticed that a lot. And, uh, and, and here, you know, um, of our engineers in our automation division, 40% of them are females. Now we don't have a big team, but 40% of them are females and the excitement. And, but I also think surprise, you know, when I tour people through or I'm having a conversation or we're pitching a big prospect and we're telling them about our team and we'll even pull up our about us page on the website and here's our team. And, and, um, there's still a little bit of amazement that we have such a strong female presence in our engineering group. And, and, which is crazy because they are those are two engineers back there are they are badasses and their creativity is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They see things um, a little bit differently, and it's it's as valuable as anything you'd ever want inside of your on your team. I don't care what your team is; it's as valuable as anything you'd ever want on your team. Sure, of course. I mean, of course, we know that. Like, uh, yes, and it's not. It's simply not a female verse male thing at all. It's just like, how can we get on equal footing here? How can how can we watch a video of of a female saying something in a male and and treat it the same? Um, and even I will, you know, there's there's the the females have to support females, and and there there's truth to that. One thing I I think I've really come around to, or maybe 
I regard more highly than I did before. And I've even told you about this. So I like to listen if I hear uh, about a female founder or a leader like on a podcast. I really enjoy that because it's not it's not all that common that females, at least when I'm listening to CEOs that are speaking on podcasts, a lot of times it's male. So if I if I hear about a, a great female leader, like I, I make it a point to listen. And one thing I've I've noticed lately is a lot of the females I've listened to are very I'm not sure if this is the right word to use, but I'm going to use it maternal in nature where they're very they're they think they're if you said what's your superpower, they would say and they're leading big some of the multi-billion dollar organizations. They would say they're uh, very empathetic. They're very sensitive. They're very understanding. They've got very much motherly. uh, They're a motherly figure to the people in the organization. And you don't naturally think of any leader as as having those like as a female i think there there probably is something to thinking that you've got to show up very strong and independent and that's more that's more how i show up but that's just also more of my personality mm-hmm. like i definitely don't have as much of that empathetic maternal that's just never how i've i've showed right, up right Nur- um, nurturing is nurt- another word nurturing that's absolutely so i'm listening to more and more f- female leaders that have that again i i don't i wish i had more of that i'm trying to adapt more of that but it's it's a really cool dynamic cuz they're like people are males, like a ton of you know males they've got a lot of males in their organization have really taken to that right so in that regard, it, I'm very hopeful about seeing that 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 business leader of, of what can evolve. Like not so not only like you want to get to the point where it's not just females or or looked at or regarded the same way, but then females that are very female leaning into that femininity, it's looked at as very cool and attractive and appealing and engaging and thus successful and, and successful and, and successful right because people are subscribing to it, whether that's buying their products or, or whatever that is, right? There's an yeah. attraction there that says, oh, I want to be over there. Um, there the, I was, we uh, started watching the, uh, and of course I fell asleep like I always do, the um, documentary with Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. which, which talk about a level of attraction, right? The way that guy approached and, and people around the world, they started this documentary with the day he passed away. People around the planet that t- never met this guy, didn't know him at all, were absolute devout followers because of his business style, innovation, creativity. And that's the same his way. His charm, and, and which charm, I didn't realize Absolutely, as much. absolutely. And his charm. But he's also fire on the elevator too. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he could be, uh, it could be very difficult. Um, but yeah, I mean, how do, what, what does that look like? Because I think it's the idea too, that you don't, you don't absolutely have to go to war to win. I think that's something mm-hmm. from a mindset perspective that in business, right back to, we talked about that zero sum game. There must be one winner and therefore there must be one loser. Every dollar a stock goes up. Somebody's on the good. Somebody's a dollar on the bad, exactly inverse experiences financially or whatever. I think that's the idea too, that you don't, it, because you'd say, well, how, I mean, how could the business ever be successful if the leader shows up nurturing and motherly? That's not a war stance. How could you possibly win and meet, win meaning sell, be profitable, however you would define that word. How could you possibly win if you didn't have a war mm-hmm. stance? That's anti-war stance. Yet going forward, I, I hope it's not only has the ability to be successful, I hope it becomes the norm yeah. in the vast majority so of spots. So inclusive and, and um, collaborative and, 
Yes, and so I'm really, I'm really hoping like that, fe- that type of female leader starts to get seen more and more and celebrated and elevated. And again, I'm really attracted myself to that kind of female leader because I don't all have as many of those qualities, and I'd like to have more and adapt more of that into. How about this? What if male leaders start to look that way too? A, that was my point about interweaving the femininity and masculinity. Because something I've been reading a lot about lately is that just because you're you're ma- you could be male, right? You could you could be born a male. I could be born a female, but you could actually have more feminine qualities mm-hmm. or um, tendencies or behaviors than I do. And in some ways. I probably have more masculine uh, responses or how are you reactions characteristics than you do in certain situations and vice versa mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely, like there are things that you show up way more sensitive to than I do. That's very that is very and, true. And a lot, that is very and, true. which is actually part of what attracts me to you. Right, is like you are sensitive in, in situations where I'm like. Like I, I should probably. You're scorching the earth, and I'm and I'm and, running around with the extinguisher. Yeah, it should be the other way around, stereotypically. But that is, I think that's so incredibly beautiful. And so, if we could all realize that, and as a male, you're showing up with adapting all this, and so am I as a female. And then all of a sudden, it's I. I think you. I think if we can start to celebrate that, and recognize that, and adapt and evolve we slowly start to get rid of these perspectives or natural reactions that we have to that video right. that we do you think i hope I'm, i mean it's like i'm talking about world peace right now but no yeah I, well listen i think the uh, we uh, we had the uh, the the group that came in from chad the republic of chad in africa and and we talked about the fact and and they were every single one had to stop on well, we just you know we were spending our time together and just sharing some questions and and every single one of them had to stop and delve a little bit deeper into the idea that we work together as closely as we do. And their exact comment was, well, I think, you know, I'm paraphrasing for sure, that ship has sailed for our generation, but we're going to take that back and start working with and on the generations that are coming through now. So I think the question is, you know, if I went back to that team that I was coaching when Brooke was eight years old and I encountered the twins again, what's that look like? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so I'd say another story of the youngest, uh, youngest Olivia, when she was in nursery school, somehow it worked out that her class was 15 girls. There were no boys in the class. I don't know how that happened, but that's how it happened. And she had a uh, an, an amazing teacher, and she was very aware of the fact that there were no boys in the room to demonstrate boy stuff. And she made this interesting comment. She said, "Well, you know, if we had boys in the room, if you give a boy, if you if you give a girl a spoon, she's going to stir the pot with it. If you give a boy a spoon, he's going to turn it into a gun." And that was one of the most interesting things that anybody said to me. And imagine if you flip it over and you handed the boy the spoon and he stirred the pot and the girl made it into a gun. And it doesn't mean you have to take over the mantra or the persona of the other gender. It doesn't. But back to that idea of if you had the ability to meet in the middle and and celebrate each other a little bit more or understand what the common ground was so you could work together. I, I, I would hope that if, you know, I also think too, this is going to 
I don't think we have any boomer listeners, but. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> good. That's right. <laughs> we have parents. <laughs> and all their friends. <laughs> and all their friends. Yes. I'm sorry. That's our whole listening base. I'm going to shit. I'm not going to say it. I am. You know, I do think there's a, uh, I do think the, the oldest generation that's on here now, um, I, I watch that generation and, and try to relate with the youngest, right? If we're just talking about boomers and Zs. I think some of those, some of that is still existing because there's still a very strong component of that in the oldest part of our generation. And, you know, as, as, as that's some of that starts to, to, to flush through, I think we're going to start to see a little bit of a change there. Now that said, there's certain components of that generation that I love that I don't want to leave either. I'm, I'm really torn on that particular topic, but I, I do think, you know, you know, as you continue to evolve, right. And these generations come through and, and, you know, when I'm, you know, 80 years old and, and the things that I've learned and have trying to teach back down into the next generation, I don't know if A is next or what's after Z, I don't know what's up, but, um, You'd like to think, you know, maybe we could hold some of the best in class that we've had along the way, whether it was pride or I'm really killing the table today. I know I'm going to have to put on foam gloves. Um, Keeping that the best demonstrated performance stuff, but but doing a better job of getting along. You know, I, I always talk about Martians just because if we if if we have someone to get together and fight against, maybe we'll stop fighting each other. I'm hoping we can just figure out how to stop battling with each other, where it's gender or country or religion or whatever all of these tribal things we pick to align behind and cause and cause a conflict with each other. I hope we can evolve past that, at least in my lifetime. It's gonna be close. I think your your boomer comment is generally globally domestically speaking true i think it's going to take some of those people to evolve for (laughs) things to change what's interesting and a little ironic is my parents and their friends are the most open and supportive people we've ever met it's it's a bunch of hippies that couldn't be more open-minded yeah or supportive of female male whatever so my demonstration, my personal small little world demonstration by them has been the opposite. Oh yeah. And, so, and, and having met the vast majority of your friends, all friends. of the fe- of your parents' friends. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, be very clear. Um, all of the females in that crew are badasses. They are different types of badass. They're teacher badasses, and they're they strong. are and the, yeah, and, and and strong yoga instructor badasses. While they're also working as a nurse, does that have thing. to do? At, does this have to do at all with the dynamic of their husbands too? That the dynamic between them, where they are supported, and they are. I mean, I I, I think okay. Or me, were or were they that way all along? I don't know. And their husbands were attracted to that, like I was to you. Don't know. I don't know. Don't know. But I, I think we have come Survey to in, I think we solved this. I think we solved this. So, but a couple of the things that we're we hitting need, on. Think, now we just need some massive listeners to go to play. Uh, yes, <laughs> but I think a couple of the things that we're hitting on, which I haven't really ever concluded until we had this conversation, is one. I think if males can start, first of all. Any, any leader just start supporting any other good leaders, whether it's male or female. That's one. Easy. Males starting to recognize that there are feminine traits that are really um, 
really valuable in adopting as a leader and not having to put on as this certain type of strong male, like adopting that. And on the other side, females not feeling like they've got to be something they're not and leaning into some of those feminine qualities that they have as great leaders. So I think it's females leaning into what they are and being confident in that and bringing that to the table. Males recognizing that they can, and you know, they can bring some of that into them. It's really just maybe at the end of the day, it's just leaning into who you really are and not having to try to be something else. And I guess it's hard to do that if you don't feel supported or celebrated. Well, so let's go, let's talk about this word for a second. Um, security or the opposite of that, which is insecurity. So how, but how, how do you become secure? How, how do I, luckily I've gotten there. But I had to break through and I had to earn, like I had to earn a lot of trust. I, I want to get to that point too, but let's stay here. How do you do that as a female? If every time you show up assertive, you are called a bitch or, you know, you're, you're just not taken seriously. How do you have security? I mean, it's like this vicious cycle and, and I, and I get it. And I, I see females show up overly bossy or overly assertive, um, that aren't that way or right. don't need to be that way. But I get it. Like, how do you just become secure when you're battling this every day? Like, it's it's very hard. Well, what did you do? I mean, so that you are an absolute demonstration of that. Um, what did you do? I mean, so it's it's like the, uh, I, I, I can't break through because I lack confidence and I lack confidence because I can't break through, right? And so, so what So what did, I was what coming, uh, and the biggest factor, I think, for any female, which is why I'm the biggest proponent of sports for young girls, I came in to my business career in a position already of confidence because I played soccer very seriously from the age of 8, 12 on. And I had already become comp because I worked my way through the levels of soccer the way that I did, I became very confident in myself through that. So I was already entering in this position of confidence. So how did I build it? I, I, was, I was sort of already there. But hang on, though. But So what's the transition? Because, yes, you played soccer, but you played women's soccer, right? Mm-hmm. So that wasn't necessarily competing in the man's world, if you will, at least in sports. So what's the transition it then that lets you but like it was, confidently get across to the man's world of business, which is where you were going to compete next. I think, okay, so part of it too, like playing for UConn and like, you know, playing semi-pro and playing in the preseason pro, like, I, I think I do think being at the higher levels or being at a school like UConn, even if you were a female, you were really celebrated as an athlete. So even with the female component, I did feel very empowered. Let me ask you a question. Did the did the male athletes there have a high level of respect for the female athletes? Yeah. There's part of it. Yeah, very much so. Absolutely. Okay. That's a good, that's an interest. They say that's a start, right? That makes all well, the sense. Well, think about it. I mean, UConn, you've got the winningest basketball team ever. I mean, it's, you've got the, one of the winningest, which most people don't know, uh, field hockey teams. Mm-hmm. So yeah, actually very much so. And, and uh, female sports generated a lot of money there. So maybe that's part of it. But I think to your question, like, Sure, there was there shouldn't have been this very smooth and seamless transition into construction as a female, where it's nine percent comprised of females to this day, and most are not in management positions. So I think it was maybe just God. I I don't I don't know. I that's a really I don't know the answer other than just continuing to work through it and persisting. And now it's really interesting because 
when I'm working with uh, CEOs, management, or, or even a lot of times I'm working with senior estimators now. Mm-hmm. Like I am huge target audience for you. Yeah, huge target like, audience. I yeah. am their go-to. Absolutely. And th- th- trust me, they're not thinking about female. They're like, sh- they respect me and they know I'm going to get shit done for them. That's and right. they, you know, I, I, I feel confident saying because I work hard at it, the best at this, and that's why they come to me. But and it did take that breakthrough. And I think for me, it's like beating my head against the wall until I freaking broke it through. And then I broke through and I'm not, now I'm there. Yep. And now I don't, I don't have to show up in any type of way because I finally, I think, you know, garnered that respect. I don't feel like I have to. Like I can very much so be myself and be um, have great conversations and I felt very respected. But you still show up the same way. Right. You still answer. I mean, you're still first one back with the response. And we have a saying around here. You go to who gives you the best answer the fastest. And you slowly condition those as to say it's estimators in that moment because they needed a partner. They needed an answer. They're under incredible deadlines. Right. The bids due Friday at five. Oh, yeah. They, they're and texting me at 8 p.m. at night always. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and while, you know. Meanwhile, you feel like you show up differently, right? And you f- and you don't feel the pressure that you did early on. You also haven't changed your approach. You haven't backed off. You haven't slacked off. You haven't taken an opportunity no to be lazy or to take for granted that relationship that you built along the no way. You way. still show up the same way. But I, I think th- I'm getting at the point where, like, that's my personality. Nothing to do with female. Right, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, the second they realize... It's, it's, it's me, personality, male, female, like that is how I show up. That is who I am. But how do we get there quicker? Right. Like, how do you realize like that female is the shit and uh, regardless of what body parts she has, right? Like, like, how do you get there quick without that initial judgment? How, how do you do that? So she doesn't have to work through three years of earning that respect that Mick Arnold um, immediately had. Right, or le- yeah, at least was given the, you know, here's the big difference too. Here's a term, benefit of the doubt. Benefit Mick, of the doubt, that Mick is beautiful. gets word. the benefit of yeah. the doubt. Brit, and this is, this is interesting, this is funny as hell too. We don't know if you talked about this or not, but how about just the simple fact that when you send an email to someone you don't know and it says Brit on the bottom, they'll come back and say, yes, sir. Constantly. <laughs> I mean, that, that, is, that is the quintessential definition of what we're talking yeah. about, that given the benefit of the doubt, right? If you're given the benefit of the doubt, it you would have said nothing for a while, right? And- if someone sends me an email and it's Taylor, Right. Yeah. It, right. Or someone sends me an email and it's Dylan. I, I promise you, I'm going to I'm going to throw some nondescript responses in there. I'm never going to assume what it is. But any number of times people you don't know, they come back to you with yes, sir, because it says Britain in the uh, signature. Is it once a day? At least once a day. <laughs> and here's the thing that's I, I get Brit could be a female or male. But generally speaking, Brit is a female name. So that's even coming in with a fairly female name. So you've actually got to like work hard at thinking <laughs> it, it could be a male. Or they just assume it's Brett, right? Brett. Like, yeah, you, read like I, you know, yeah, like yeah. I get Nick and Mitch all the time. And this isn't, I, I, I don't want to come off as victim at all because, no, no. oh my gosh, I have experienced the best career and I am, you know, like that. this is not that. And yeah. so I, I definitely don't want people to think that. Um, I, I'm just wondering how we, how we change it so it's like, 
how do we change it? So it helps everybody, everybody benefits. Well, I think we're just talking, you know, ignorance is another word, right? So we're talking about some ignorant traits or some ignorant behaviors. The idea that you would assume, you know, Brit is a male and, and sir, and I, and definitely in the construction space, I mean, guilty is charged Mm -hmm. where, because it's the construction space, someone reading quickly, yeah, Brit's probably bread. And let's say, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we've got to continue to break some of this ignorance or whatever these longstanding ideas are. Listen, Mathematically, you just said it, 9% of females are in construction. That guy had a 9 in 10 chance of being right. So it's between 9 and 11 now. I should correct myself, but it's between 9 and 11. Right, but yeah. statistically speaking, sir was going to be okay. Yeah. He was probably going to be right, right just by virtue right. of sure. what the norm is. And here's the thing too. You know, why is construction male dominated? Because it's been a a grunt, brute force job for a very long period of time. Sorry, mm-hmm. I am really into this today. So yeah. that's all the pounding. I feel like- if you, you hear the pounding. It wasn't me. It's not me paying. No, it's me. It's It's me drumming on the table. Even though I show some more masculine traits sometimes, it's still mech. Yeah. So yeah. And certainly I'm as as passionate and pissed about this topic as you are as not pissed, but as passionate about this topic because I too want it to change as quickly as possible. So I also want the the male leader to, I also think that the male leader could change. And I think there are a lot of males out there that would feel comfort in this conversation saying, man, I, I actually have a lot of those qualities and would like to exhibit them more. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody was to take a second and celebrate these, I'd actually do this too. Yeah. Like that vulnerability or raw, like I, and I, I go back to you again, because I do find you to be a very empathetic person, which it might actually shock is there's some people from your organization listening that don't know that side because sure. maybe you don't exhibit that as much inside the organization. I'm not saying you're trying to, you're, you're not, you're intentionally doing that at all. And, and maybe, maybe, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for you, but I see that side of you and has been very attractive to that side of you. And I, and thus I think a lot of other people would be, yeah. um, a, as a leader, I mean, gosh, that is relatable. That's what it is. Yeah, no, you're right. I, my entire career, I will say I'm definitely guilty, um, of being very head down at work. And, and I think I, I, uh, I hired a, uh, a, a an associate to the president, uh, for the first time ever new role that, uh, that I've created because I just need help. You know, I need help. And, and we've talked about executive assistance and you've been awesome in pointing me in some podcast directions of the conversation. And I, I could have, you know, gone and hired a badass executive assistant and, and been outside of our offices or whatever, but I didn't, that, that wasn't the exact role that I wanted to fill. So we'll, and we'll get into that. We can share that at a different time, but we did uh, some paperwork signing and had a moment to talk today. And I have to actually have to brace or prepare people that I'm going to work with around the idea that I generally have two minutes to do four minutes worth of work. You, what you're going to get out of me is going to be succinct. And at times it's going to feel short or it's even going to even feel a little angry, but please give me the benefit of the doubt that I'm just moving quickly. And if there's something wrong in our relationship, I have enough respect for our relationship to sit down with you and clarify what's going on. And same time, you may come in at any point and shut the door and say, I'm a little confused by whatever. And I'd say, oh gosh, that was a succinct moment, a short moment. I was driving, you know, I was, I was on the phone driving with a knee, eating a French fry and texting a response to you and try not to hit a guardrail. Mm-hmm. And that's why you got a four word response. Um, so it, that's something I thought I've been accused of being intimidating by any number of people in the sales organization and, and 
I don't, that's not attractive to me. You say that to me, I'm like, ew, bad, bad trait. Don't want any parts of that. Um, but that's something that I have to work on or even prepare people for where they're just like, oh, that, you know, no, Mick, he's fine. That's just his groove. That's how he digs in on, on prop, on productivity or whatever he's working on. But yes, I mean, I, I absolutely have to come back over and, and embrace more of those like, all right, calm down, you know, mm-hmm. but, but a lot of that self-imposed and, and, um, yeah, I, I'd love to have some conversations and, and, I've, I've really enjoyed, we talked about female leaders, you know, right now, still the big three automakers are toe to toe with the, the, um, auto workers union and Mary Barra is the CEO of GM. And oh, she, don't worry. We'll have her on this podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. you damn right. We will. She will be here at some point. We'll play this back as a uh, prelude. Um, but it's been great to watch her approach, right? I mean, that is a war stance toe to toe moment when, a union is closing your, you know, your plants and putting everybody in the organization in jeopardy, union members and non-union members and customers and suppliers and everybody in that ecosphere is affected. It's tens and tens of thousands of people. And I have really enjoyed watching her approach because it has been very balanced between hammer and, and right. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, there's, there's been some stick in there and some carrot and, and, uh, very tough when appropriate, but at the same time, also, I, I wish I could be on the, a fly on the wall of those negotiations to watch some of the give and take and what goes on. But I've really enjoyed watching um, the three different heads of those audits, two males, one female. I've really enjoyed watching uh, the dynamics of those negotiations play out, how they handle the um, the interviews after breaking from or how they're handling news that's coming in. It, it's uh, it, It's been, a, uh, I would say, it's certainly on her part, I think a, a master class in handling it. I don't know that I, I love all of what I've heard of the strategies and the deliveries, but it, it's been interesting to watch how they lead. And maybe I'm a jackass for calling any difference to it because one, because two are male and one are female. Um, but I have noticed a leadership style and not because her hair is longer than the other two. I've actually just noticed her leadership style. And I would say the same thing if she was a male. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm not sure my my leadership, my leadership style would fall into what people would stereotypically think would be a female leadership style. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I I don't know. But I, I don't I don't think so. I think I, yeah, if I would, we're I stereotyping, I would which be is great. I was going to say, I would be happy. I would love the point where we don't actually stereotype I, any of those. So I'm literally as one perpetuating the, the problem right now. That's <laughs> no, what I'm doing. And I was going to say, yeah, you're right. You could be pretty tough and definitely tough is only a male trait, <laughs> right? Which would yeah, be exactly right, what's wrong with what yeah, we're talking about. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I love this conversation because I just think the more we talk about it, the more we're, and I, and I think the great thing is you're going to have so many more people agree with what we're saying. Yeah, I do notice this, but I also feel the way you feel about, you know, there's so many great th- things about female leaders and male leaders and what we can do to intertwine and learn from each other and uh, value and respect and, and hopefully we evolve. And so I, I just, it's been on my mind and I'm still, I just am trying to figure it out. I'm trying to understand people people's reactions. Um, and we're, we're not going to, we're not going to solve this today, but 
But we can start. You no, know, but we so can start talking about every it. conversation that we have. We collectively, as a society, have about it, especially in the presence of our younger people. Where I don't know. I, so I have mixed feelings on that. You know, it would the better play would just be to start showing up differently and demonstrating differently for our younger, for our kids, right? Who are who are males and females doing whatever they're doing and the way they interact and and. Um, and, and what the demonstrations, words are one thing, but the demonstrations are something that are totally different. Yes. Yes. And I have to say this because I've had debates about this with other females. And there are certain females that strongly believe we should never point out female owned business. Like I am on the list of largest female owned business or I that she's a female leader and she runs a hell of a, that that we should never make that distinction. And their their position is and I get it. Their position is no, I just run a great business or I should be on any list. While I agree, this is not the way the world works. Problems do not resolve themselves. We cannot act like this isn't an issue. Right? You got to freaking oh, I almost said what I didn't want to say. You, you got to sometimes hit the nail right in the freaking head. Right. Right. You got to slam it in the face. We've got to address. I'm not tiptoeing around the issue. Right. Right. We, let's let's address. Let's call it for what it is. Well, that would I'm perpetuate not, that would perpetuate the ignorance. I, right. I'm, I'm hoping one day we don't make the decision. I'm hoping one day there's not a, a women owned list. Right. But there is. And this is real. And if we don't talk about it, if we don't communicate about it, it's not going to change. So while I get the position like gender. Somebody told me and it, somebody I really respect. Right. And highly respect one of the most successful women on the planet, on the planet, said I, to me, <laughs> gen- I can't wait to hear gender does not have a place in the uh, does not have a place in the workplace. And I don't agree because I think, again, we're acting like it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. It's yeah, a thing. It is a thing. It's a thing. And we've got to talk about it and we can resolve it. And, and we I think eventually we'll get to a place where. It's not a thing, and we're not talking about it. Right. But right now it is. And, and it, well, the first thing you can do is you can attack it inside of your own organization. I would love, I really do hope, and maybe I'm just an ignorant old dickhead, but I would like to hope that people that work in our organizations do actually truly believe that gender is not a thing. I really hope, and I, I think I'll pull some of our people in my travels. We have merging thought leaders. Those are some great questions asked. doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the experience they have is. And then I think that is driven down from my demonstration, your demonstration. I mean, Jesus, if, if you and I, just how we interact isn't a demonstration of how each of us feels about the other from a gender perspective, I don't know what else we would do. Yes. I really don't know how we would change that or or what would we even have to say if you were paying close attention to our interactions or how how we work mm-hmm. together, regardless of our genders? My uh, The only thing out of this episode, I, I, I really like the conversation we had and how this all came together. The only thing I wish I had the response that I sent when I was sent, because my I, I, I sent to this woman or her assistant um, the conversation I wanted to have, and it was about... Male, it was about female owned businesses. And the response back to me was great, love it, but she doesn't feel gender has a place in the workplace. So that was the context. I only wish I could read her, her actual response back word for word, not paraphrasing, and my response back because I. 
I really was was proud of the way because I, I said I I don't agree. Right. And this is why. And it's exactly how I'm. And, and I had time to sit down and think about it and articulate <laughs> exactly the way I, I wish I'm doing now. Right. Right. But I I think my bigger overarching. Um, message here is we, we, we there things just don't go away. Like they just they just don't dissolve into thin air. Sure. So if it's important, let's talk about it. Well, how about this? So you, I'm going to go back. You made a comment where you were talking about comedians making fun of females, and you laugh at it, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason that it is okay to laugh at that is because it's a stereotype. Oh no, 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 no! I'm just laughing at the stereotype. Well, let me tell you something important. Stereotypes just don't happen, mm-hmm. right? You don't just show up with a stereotype. That is a very long demonstrated behavior of some sorts. And in this case, let's just say we're making fun of um, uh, women being in the house, right? Or if that joke were to be something about what uh, what a female look like in the 40s or 50s, right? Many still today. In uh, many households that still look like that today. Absolutely. No no question. So you're laughing about the stereotype, but let's understand that stereotypes just don't happen. And they're there for a very, very legitimate reason. It's because that demonstration of whatever it is has been going on for a long time. Those are not made up stories. For me, I'm actually laughing at it because it's so ridiculous in my mind. I'm so far past it. Absolutely, you, you are. Know? Absolutely, you are. So, um well, one thing I do want to say, so back, the, the interesting response from uh, one of, I believe there's 20 self-made female billionaires in the U.S., right? Is it that number? And I only say that because I was watching Shark Tank the other night and Kendra Scott. About to be 21. 21, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> about to be a little runway. Hey, who says? Hey, if you're on your way, you're on your way, whatever. Um, Kendra Scott was on there and she mm-hmm. quoted that, not me. She said one of 20. And I just, I mean, so what is that response? No, since you're one of the 20, 20, two, zero, that's, that's versus, so since you're there now, all of a sudden gender isn't a thing. I'm not sure that that's particularly authentic or genuine. I mean, okay, one of 20 that rose above it, and all of a sudden it's not an issue anymore? That's, I don't know, I got a problem with that. The last thing I'll say is- And I imagine your response had a very no, similar sound to that? Yeah, and, but to the point where it, I, I saw a male, a male talking about how much easier it is to be successful as a female. So stop leaning into your victimhood and lean into the fact that you have serious advantage because if you look at the top richest males, like the list is so deep and so long and so so much depth and breadth where the females is like not like that. So lean into that advantage because like you can get there so much quicker and easier. Something oh, about that. Something about that. What and an like, asshole. Like there were not <laughs> even, there's not even footing here guys. Like it's, yeah. it's all relative, right? Wow. Like, but that, those Jesus. are, those are the conversations, but I take it in and I'm just like, certainly entitled to opinion. I, I, yeah, all respect to the world and, for that, but I, I laugh under- out loud at but that. But I still understand. Like, that's the thing. I still understand where that perspective is. And I'm like, okay, sure. Fine. I'm <laughs> going with that. I'm just going to go with that. I got, I got two by fours to sell. This is, this has been fun and all everybody, but I got two by fours to sell. I got some, I got some male dominated industry ass to kick. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I'm glad you dropped this one today. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I I knew you would get a kick out of it, and uh, oh, kick, kick out of it! I I we have to get the table repaired. I know. It's a little some dents over there. <laughs> but, uh, More dents to make. So I I think this is going to be continued Good. in because I think we could go on for for a while here. This this will be continued. Yeah, I think there's for observations sure. for us to bring back into future conversations as we break here. Because I will tell you, every time we have a conversation, I leave 
sorry table. I leave um, much more in tune with what we talked about, and therefore my observations get better about it. So we should be. You'll be more aware. I should be. Yeah, there are opportunities to report back on what our observations look like now, having had this conversation. And please, if you're listening, do the same. It's just like if you notice a particular car on the road and you've never seen it, all of a sudden that day you see 10 more. Rivian. Yeah, it's the same (laughs) thing. Now that we're talking about this, other people are going to start picking up. And this is, it's so valuable to get the input, to see what everybody else is seeing. This is how you break ignorance, right? You shine a big, bright light on it. So we're going to go, huh, how about that? That is legit. And we need to make different, better choices. Yeah, share. Share this shit, people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Clang to that one. Love you. Well done.